Hello, my friends. Welcome again to the DDP for the 17th day of January. I'm Paul. Thanks for joining me as we try to conclude this story from Luke chapter 7 in our journey through the gospel of Luke. Today, we about the midway point, almost the midway point, through the story of the sinful woman forgiven. This is the woman who comes into the house of Simon, the Pharisee, during an, a meal in which Jesus is the honored guest And she gets down at the feet of Jesus and washes his feet with her tears and wipes them off with her hair, kisses his feet and anoints them with oil. The Pharisee Simon speaks to himself. This is one of those, um, he's thinking this, but we don't have the indication he says it out loud. And he really questions whether or not Jesus is a prophet because he thinks if he were a prophet, he wouldn't let this happen. He wouldn't let this unclean woman, likely a prostitute, but definitely listed as a sinner, he wouldn't let her touch him. And uh, if he's not aware that she's a sinner, then he's probably not a prophet. And in either case, Simon's a little bit uncomfortable, not only with this woman, but with Jesus' lack of holy or religious response to this woman. That leads us up to verse 40. And Jesus will answer, but... Simon didn't ask a question. So Jesus is answering what's going on in Simon's mind and heart, not a question that Simon has asked. Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, teacher, say on, say it. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii. Denarii is a day's wage. So 500 denarii is a a year and a half worth of salary. One owed 500 denarii, the other owed 50. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she's washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Now, this is an interesting, I know we're not finished with the story. We've got got three verses left. We'll get to it. Two verses left. I'll get to them in a second. Jesus has just declared that this woman is doing all of these things because she's had a lot forgiven. And then in 48, he says, your sins are forgiven. So were her sins forgiven before verse 48? Or was there just an external declaration of her sins being forgiven in verse 48? Because the entire scenario seems to indicate, based upon the story Jesus tells, that this woman came into the room to thank him. That her sins were forgiven. Because remember, the story was two debtors. One owed a lot, let's say a year and a half salary. The other owed less than two months salary. So a big debt, but not near as big as the other guy. They're both forgiven. Jesus asks a simple question. 
Which one is going to love the creditor more? And Simon says, and Jesus says, you're given the right answer. Simon says, well, I, I suppose the one who was forgiven more. And then Jesus compares two people, the woman and Simon. And he says, the woman has been watering my feet with tears. You didn't even wash my feet. Which, by the way, when you entered someone's home, they brought a servant over to wash your feet. It was courtesy. Simon didn't even extend this. Apparently, he didn't think Jesus a high enough guest to even bother. Jesus said, you didn't kiss me. This woman has been kissing my feet. The kiss, the kiss on the cheek was a a sign of reverence and respect. Apparently, Simon didn't give him that reverence and respect. You didn't anoint my head with oil. That would have been a financial sacrifice on the part of Simon to give something, a gift of fragrance to Jesus. He said, but this woman has anointed my feet with oil. You didn't bother to do things that were normal, common. She's been doing the uncommon. She's been, she's been washing my feet with her tears. She's been kissing my feet. She's been anointing them. Therefore, I say, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little was forgiven, the same loved little. So according to Jesus, he's not forgiving her in response to what she's doing. She's doing this in response to how forgiven she feels. She's committed much sin. And she sees him as the source. I think we're missing the forest for the trees. If we get too trapped in, does she know she's forgiven yet? And we ignore that her response is to his love and his mercy. And then he says, your sins are forgiven. So I don't believe he waits till the end to forgive her sins, but that by making a public proclamation of her sins being forgiven, everyone else is forced to confront with her sins being forgiven because everyone else at the table, namely Simon, are the ones struggling. Here's this woman not struggling with what she's done wrong because she's receiving of his fullness. They're struggling with what she's done wrong. And I can tell you, other people will struggle with what you do wrong. You can't account for other people. What you can account for is you going to the feet of Jesus. 49, those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this who even forgives sin? See, Jesus' external or verbal forgiveness of this woman's sins isn't happening right now. It's already happened. It's why she's forgiven. She's so repentant. It's why she's so humble. The verbalization of her forgiveness is to convict those nearby who can't do the same. Then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And this verse is to show us that it wasn't her actions of crying on his feet, drying his feet with her tears, or breaking an alabaster box of ointment and anointing his feet. That's not what saves her from her guilt and her shame. What saves her is her faith put in action. Now she can go in peace. What a great way to end chapter 7. We turn the page on this and move into the 8th chapter of the Gospel of Luke on tomorrow's DDP. See you then. God bless.